It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 78 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. I hope everyone has had a good week and has a great weekend ahead of them. Today we're bringing you an episode from a little-known comedy show, McGarry and His Mouse. The show is based on a Sunday newspaper insert series by the same name, written by Matt Taylor, which began in 1940, and introduced America to the hapless detective Danny McGarry and his girlfriend Kitty Archer, or The Mouse, as McGarry affectionately refers to her. In 1945, NBC Radio decided to make a radio show out of the franchise, and it premiered on June 26, 1946. There were some actor changes after a few episodes, and McGarry was eventually voiced by Ted DeCorsia and Shirley Mitchell as Kitty, and then Roger Pryor replaced DeCorsia shortly after that. The series ran until March 31, 1947, and to this day, there are only three episodes still known to exist. So sit back and relax as we bring you the July 10, 1946 episode of McGarry and His Mouse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Calling all cars, calling all cars. Has anyone seen Detective McGarry? Yes, Sarge, I have. Who are you? Detective McGarry. Yes, friends, it's McGarry and his mouth, starring Wendell Corey with Peggy Conklin. The misadventures of rookie Detective McGarry have been made famous by Matt Taylor in the pages of This Week magazine. And now, here he is, Dan McGarry himself. Handsome as ever, brave as ever, and confused as ever. Ever since I'm a little kid and I'm a soprano in the choir, I'm very happy that I got a good singing voice. But sometimes singing can get a guy into an awful mess of trouble. Now, you take the other night, for instance. I got a date to take my mouse, Kitty Archer, to dinner and... Afterwards, to the movies at the Bijou. So, I just finished my afternoon detail, and I'm waiting at headquarters for Kitty to pick me up on her way from work. When my blood uncle Matthew, who happens also to be the police inspector, comes out of his office and starts hollering at me. Dan! Oh, Dan! I want to talk to you. Hi, Uncle Matthew. What's up? Well, nothing much, except I want to know where you're going this evening. Well, seeing as how my day's work is done, I'm going to take my mouth to Charlie's and get a face full of food. And then I'm going to take it to a movie. Why? Well, don't stay out late now, Danny boy. Get home early and get a good night's rest. Hey, Uncle Matthew, is something the matter with you? Me? Why? No, Danny boy. What makes you think there's something the matter with me? When you go talking to me without hollering your head off, something's wrong. Hey, besides, the only time I hear you say Danny boy is when you're crocked and you're singing a song of the same name. That's a lie! I never did it! I'm 
a matter of fact, I'm acting under orders. Orders? From his honor, the police commissioner. He's instructed me to give you no night duty, no waterfront detail, and confine you to headquarters on rainy days. Did he go and tell you to put my rubbers on, too? You're not to do anything that might expose you to a cold until after the annual city department's glee club's contest Saturday night. After that, I'm on my own and can up and die, huh? Well, you know how the commissioner feels about the police department glee club. And you're our baritone soloist. The poor man would die if anything happened to your throat. Like some careless person pulling a sharp knife across it. <laughs> Don't worry, Uncle Matthew. Uh, hello, Kitty. Hiya, Mouse. Uh, you may not know it, but tonight you are going out with none other than the police commissioner's very favorite person. I am not. I'm going out with you. Kitty, this person is me. That's right, Kitty. The commissioner and all of us are depending on Dan to win the city department's glee club contest. And he will, too. We won it for you last year, didn't we? Yes, but do you know who the firemen got for their star soloist this year? Martin Driscoll. Ah, that bum. I'll sing him silly. Not too much confidence now, Danny boy. The firemen have all chipped in, and they're sending Driscoll to Professor Vantini, the famous voice coach. Maybe it would be cheaper if they got Professor Vantini to join the fire department. I'll take on Driscoll and the professor, too. Every city department's out for blood this year. Yeah, I hear the boys from the doc department are getting fancy and adding a woman's section. And the street cleaners gave all the men in their glee club a week off to get the dust out of their throats. Uh, how about the boys from the Department of Sewers? Oh, we know nothing about them yet, but you can bet they'll come up with something. Yeah, they... <laughs> oh, Uncle Matthew. But we don't have to worry about anybody but the firemen. They're our strongest competitors. Our pride is at stake. Don't worry about them ladder jockeys, Uncle Matt. Why, I'll go out on the stage and hit him with a sleep in the deep, then bang, I'm back with Chloe, and between me and that little old doll, the silver cup is ours. Oh, I hope you're right, Danny boy. Dan, let's get started or we'll be late for the early show. Now, take good care of him, Kitty. See that he keeps out of drafts and get home early. He'll be all right. Just leave him to me. And you be careful, Danny boy. There's a bit of fog in the air. So? So keep your mouth shut! Hey, uh, mouse. Yes? On the way past the firehouse, keep looking straight ahead. Why? On account of firemen generally are very revolting people. I'd even go so far as to say them guys beat their poor old mothers. They probably feel the same way about cops. Yeah, well, if I ever come across a fireman beating a cop's mother, I'll brain them. <laughs> Who's coming up the street? McGarry and his girlfriend. Hey, this is our chance to pull that trick on him to keep him out of the Glee Club contest. Well, look, I'll keep him talking out here in front. Yeah. You go open a double doors in back and we get him in a draft. I get it. Then I drag up the hose, pretending like I'm wetting down the floor, and I give his feet a little soap. <laughs> Watch out, idiot. Well, 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 if it ain't the headquarters canary. Good evening, Detective McGarry. And good evening to you, Miss Archer. Good evening, boys. How are you? Nice to see you. Hey, what's your hurry, McGarry? Won't you and your little lady stop a while and exchange pleasantries with us? Yeah, here, have a seat. Nothing doing. Anytime a fireman offers a seat to a cop, there's a nail in it in a very inconvenient place. Dan, now remember what I told you, no argument. How are the boys over at headquarters, McGarry? Worried about Saturday night, I suppose. The only thing that worries us about Saturday night is that some fireman will swipe the silver cup. 
Yeah, we're going to take it out as first prize. One fair and honorable. Says the fireman. Hey, uh, Fred, it's time to whip down the floor. Oh, yeah, I sure will. Yeah, yeah, I better drag out the hose. Right, Pete. And open the double doors, in fact, so we can get a good cooling breeze through here. I get you. Uh, Miss Archer, would you like to come in and look over our new hook and ladder truck? What? Oh, I think that would be very nice, Mr. Wells. Hey, Mouse, uh, Boris Carlos playing at the Bijou, and he's much nicer than anything you'll see around here. Now, Dan, let's not be... Oh, that does make quite a breeze, doesn't it? Better than a seashore, all right, say. Oh. Hey, uh, what do you call that? That's Martin Driscoll upstairs. Oh. Ain't that pretty... I could make that bum sound like a door hinge. Oh, yeah? Uh, think you could get under that one, McGarry? Get under that? Why, get this. Oh. Hey, who is that down there? It's Dan McGarry, the police department trust. Oh, yeah? See what you can do with this, McCary. Oh. oh, yeah, right back at you, Driscoll. your feet wet. I sure did. I got a good mind. Dan. What's the matter, Kitty? I'm beginning to hate firemen as much as you do. Oh, Moss, I'm glad. Don't you see what they're trying to do to you? They open the back door so you'd be standing in the grass. Then they deliberately wet your feet so you'd... Dan, they're trying to make you sick. Kitty, firemen make me sick without even trying. But, Dan, don't you understand? They're trying to give you a cold or something so you won't be able to sing Saturday night. No. Yes. Why, you, you might get pneumonia. Oh, now, Miss Archer, nothing as drastic as that. We ain't greedy. We'd be glad to settle for a severe case of laryngitis. Come on, Dan, let's get out of here. These fellows are awful. You've got to get right home and dry your feet. See that he's wrapped up good, Miss Archer. you got a prize package, sir. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that little dame of his is too smart. Mm. She got him away before I gave his feet a good focus. Don't you worry about that. This doesn't work. I got another scheme up my sleeve that's bound to keep McGarry out of that country.
Commissioner. Yes, I am. Well, then, Commissioner, the blackguards, pretending like they were wet in the floor, as firemen always do, deliberately played the hose on Dan's feet, and him standing in a draft. Oh, scallywags! They'll stop at nothing. Well, how is he? Tell me he's all right. He was all right this morning when he went on duty, but you know how those things have a way of developing. Send out a general call. Get him off the street. Don't let him out of headquarters. I'll do that, Commissioner. I'm going to call the fire commissioner. I'm going to tell him what I think of him and his whole department. I'll bring him before the mayor. I'll show him he can't fool around with my baritone. Danny boy, I'm glad you're here. Close the windows. Shut the door. I want no drafts in here. Hey, Uncle Matthew, what's the big idea of sending out a general alarm for me? What have I gone and done? Nothing, son. Nothing at all. Tell me, how do you feel? I feel swell, except I'm a very hungry person. Hungry, hungry. Uh, feed a cold starver fever. Here, let me feel your forehead. I said I was hungry. What's my head got to do with that? Here, feel my stomach if you got to go feeling something. Just a minute, Danny boy. Come over here. I must say, Uncle Matt, I never saw you acting this way before. Hello. Hello, Cassidy. Put me through to the commissioner right away. Right away, I said. Are you sure you're all right, Danny boy? Hey, Uncle Matt, maybe I'd better feel your forehead. I had a talk with the commissioner this morning, and he... Hello. Hello, commissioner. This is Inspector McGarry. Uh, yes, sir, he's here. He just came in this minute. Uh, yes, sir, hold on just a minute. Here, Danny, get on the phone. Uh, the commissioner wants to talk to you. Commissioner, what? Oh, hey, Uncle Matt. Go on, get on the phone. Well, I... Uh, hello? Uh, yes, sir, this is Detective McGarry. Well, like I've been telling everybody, I'm feeling swell. No, no frogs in my throat. You what? Why, yes, sir, if, if you want. You're doing? Well, okay, here goes. When the bell in the lighthouse rings, ding, dong. Well, I'm glad you're satisfied now, sir. Hmm? You do? Why, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will, sir. Goodbye. Holy smoke, Uncle Matthew. This is something fierce. Oh, what's the matter? What did the commissioner say? Well, he wants me to call him up every day till a contest and sing to him so he'll know my voice is in shape. Hello, Inspector McGarry speaking. Oh, all right. Uh, here you are. You, Danny. Hello, Detective McGarry speaking. Hello, McGarry. This is Martin Driscoll of the fire department. Driscoll? Well, I can't say as I'm jumping with joy to hear from you. Listen, I heard about the trick the fellas pulled on you yesterday, and I just want to say that I had nothing to do with it. And to show you how sorry I am that the boys tried to wet you down, I'd like to do a little favor for you. You'd like to do a favor for me? Oh, hey, Bristol, this makes me feel kind of sorry for thinking about you the way I do. Uh, what's the favor? Well, tonight, K.O. Kid Guppy is fighting Butcher Boy Prentice. It's the big fight of the season, and I thought you'd like to see it. Oh, I sure would. That Guppy's my favorite leather pusher. So I'm sending you over a couple of free tickets with my personal compliments. Well, say, this is real wide of you. Think nothing of it, Dan. I just want you to know that even though I'm your rival in the contest, in real life, I'm your friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thanks. Well, I guess you've done good in everybody. Even firemen. 
Hello, Danny. Come up in the porch and sit down and, and see who just dropped in. Well, it ain't none other than Joe and Bernie. Hello, Joe. Hello, Bernie. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Dan and Joe is just down to the store getting some bird seeds for some birds. Hi, Joe. Yeah, birds. So we figured while we was in the neighborhood, we'd come up and say hello to Kitty. Oh, you too, Maggie. Hi, Joe. Yeah, you too. Well, I think it's very nice of you to go in and drop in on Kitty, and I'm glad I happened to drop by whilst you're here. Sit down, Dan. Hey, thank you. Wait, Mouse, I got a big surprise for you. Surprise? Yeah, I got a present of a couple of free ducks to the fight tonight. Hey, yo, Kid Guffy versus Butcher Boy Craig. Miss Kippis, what do you know? Everybody's going to be there. Uncle Matthew, the police commissioner, the mayor. If I have my way, Dan McGarry and his mouse will be there, too. We go, too. Only Joe gets terrible excited at fights. Yeah, excited. <laughs> If you want to see somebody excited, you should you should see Dan at a fight. He's terrible. You're going to love this fight. K.O. Kid Guffy's a wonderful prize fighter. He and Joe used to go to school together. Huh, Joe? Yeah, school. You know, they had a fight once, and you know something? No, what? Joe nearly murdered him, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, nearly murdered me. Well, Guppy's a great favorite with me, and I'll be very happy to see him chop up Butcher Boy Credit. Why? Because that guy's got a cousin on the Englewood Fire Department. And if I can't see a fireman chopped up, I'm willing to settle for a distant relation. I don't know about the fight right here. I can't keep my eyes off that heavy of yours. Look at him over there. He's got me worried to death. Look at the way he's carrying on in this drafty place. Dan, sit down. Keep still. You're waking yourself up into a sweat. Why, this is enough. Matthew, look. What's the matter, Commissioner? Look at that wizened little shrimp sitting behind your nephew. Watch him. There, he did it again. Oh, a dirty little. Do you see that? Every time your nephew stands up and hollers himself into a sweat... That little bum pulls a fan out of his pocket and fans the back of his wet neck. There. Here he's done it again. Why, he'll give the boy his death a cold. Say, that fellow's face looks... Com- he, Commissioner, I know that little fella, and he's up to no good. You know him? Who is he? His name's Pants Trimble, and he's a firehouse hanger-on. <laughs> Oh, 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 the little devil, I see what he's up to now. Uh, grab him, Matthew, we got to get hold of him. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, grab him, Matthew, don't let him get away. Don't worry. Hey, come out of there, you dirty sneaking conniving little run. Come out, I said. Hey, Uncle Matthew, what's the idea of putting the arm on this here little citizen? Citizen? He's a scheming little parasite that's been hired to do you great harm. No kidding. I mean... You don't say, sir. Leave the rent to me, Matthew. You take your nephew home right away. Home? We may be just in time. Put him right to bed. Wrap him up good. Come on, Dan. We're going home. Oh, hey, Uncle Matthew. The last round of the fight's coming up. You heard what the commissioner said. That's an order. Dan, do as you're told. Remember, you're a cop. I may be a cop to you, but to the cops, I'm just a canary.
Inspector McGarry speaking. The very worst has happened. Our Dan's at home on the broad of his back and shaking the whole house. Not with chills and fever. With chills and fever. I'm afraid the boy will be out of the Glee Club contest. We can't let that happen, Matthew. I'll reserve a room for him at the city hospital. I'll send the head police surgeon to attend him. You get a patrol wagon and get him to the hospital right away. Assign a motorized cycle escort. But get in there with all speed, Matthew. This is a terrible calamity for the department. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Latest bulletin from City Hospital. Detective McGarry in serious condition. Doctor's not sure of the nature of his illness. Fire commissioner denies complicity. The dirty, lying whelp, he knows it was it. That is all for now. That is all. Oh, Mouse, I'm burning up. I feel like I got a hot foot with a blowtorch. Nonsense, Dan. Your face is all flushed, that's all. And to think I was fanned into this. Uh, what do you think I got, Mom? I don't know, Dan. The doctors are holding a consultation right now. Just my luck up and die before me and you get a chance to be married. Darling, you'll be all right. But I can see you'll never sleep while I'm here. You're not leaving me, Mom. Yes, but I'll drop back tonight. Goodbye for now, Dan. Goodbye, Kitty. Go to sleep now. Okay, Mom. Oh, good evening, Miss Archer. How's the patient? Oh, all right, I guess, Mr. Driscoll. But I don't think you ought to go in there now. Why, Miss Archer, I'm assigned to the hospital fire detail. I gotta go into every nook and corner. Well, just be careful, that's all. Don't worry, Miss Archer. I'll be as gentle as a lamb. Well, 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 if it ain't Detective McGarry, flat on his back and looking like something out of an egg beater. How did you enjoy the fight? Why, you big bum. I should have known when a fireman has given me two free tickets, it's going to turn out to be two tickets to a hospital. Well, I must say, I'm sorry I won't get a chance to sing against you Saturday night. You look pretty bad. Now that I'm here, I want to offer my condolences. Condolences. You'll make a very good-looking corpse. Get out of here, you bummer! Ah, uh, 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 Detective McGarry. Don't get yourself excited now. Oh, hello, Doctor. Uh, what's the good word on the consultation? Well, we've gone into your case in detail. What seemed like a simple cold at first turns out to be a mild case of measles. Measles? Ha! <laughs> hey, McGarry, you're in your second childhood. When I get out of here, Driscoll, I'm going to see how far I can bend some of the important bones in your body. What are you going to do, Doc? Transfer him to the nursery? <laughs> this is no laughing matter, young man. Measles is a highly contagious disease. Contagious? Hey, I'm getting out of here. Oh, no, you're not. You've been exposed. You'll have to be quarantined. Why? Oh, no, doctor, that's impossible. I, I got to sing for the fireman Saturday night. Oh, this is what I call wonderful. Uh, what kind of a wreath would you like me to send to your wake, Driscoll? This is a frame-up. I'm not sick. I'm all right. I got a little headache, that's all. I feel a little warm, too. But, uh, well, I've had this tired feeling before. So, hey, doc, would you like to give me a looking over just in case... I'm very happy to see you fold in this way, Driscoll. I don't crave your company, but draw up the bed. Oh, 
cars. Calling all cars. In addition to Danny McGarry, Martin Driscoll, the fire department singer, is confined to city hospital with a case of measles. The race is on to see if he or McGarry will recover first. The firemen are laying even money on their man. This is sucker money, boys. Pick it up. That is all for now. That is all. Good. What do you know, Kitty? I guess half the cops and firemen in this city is here in front of the hospital, waiting for the word from the doctors. Who do you think is going to get out first, Dan or Driscoll? Well, we should know soon, Bernie. Both the commissioners are in there arguing with the doctors now. Gosh, it's terrible, suspenseful, can't you? Yes, it's terrible. Well, whichever one of them gets out today will be able to sing in the contest, huh, Kitty? That's right, Bernice. Oh, no wonder the commissioners is having such a fight with the doctor. Oh, look, look, somebody's coming out the front door. It's the police commissioner. And Dan, there he is right behind him. He's been discharged, Bernice. Oh, Ain't this wonderful? Jim's the George Joe. Yes. Hey, Joe, didn't you hear what I said? Yes, the George. Oh. oh, wait, somebody else is coming out. Oh, it's the fire commissioner. And Bristol is with him. Oh, what do you know? What do you know? They'll both be able to sing in the Greek club contest. Oh, say, this is going to be a real fight. Well, me and Joe just had to come backstage and tell you. Well, thanks, Bernice. Uh, you too, Joe. Hey, Mouse, how do you think I did? Dan, you sang like an angel. Ladies and gents! Here comes the master ceremony. You have heard the various cities departments, three clubs, and their very fine tour of theaters. The judges are now adding up the price, and we'll have their decision in just a moment. Well, Danny boy, how do you feel? Uncle Matthew, I'm, I'm as nervous as a mouse on a banquet floor. Well, don't you worry. The contest is over, and may the best man win. Thanks, Uncle Matthew. I'm glad to see you still got confidence in me. Gee, look at the silver cup, ain't it pretty? Hey, Joe, wouldn't you like to win one of them big cups for your dancing? Yeah, full of beer. That was the episode Singing in the Glee Club from McGarry and His Mouse. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll do me a favor and rate us five stars in your podcast app if you're enjoying the podcast. Email me at oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to make a suggestion or leave a comment, or you can just tap the link in your podcast app. To everyone who has been listening to the Old Radio Comedy Podcast regularly or has just discovered us, 
a big thank you from me to you. I hope you'll tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show, because laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Forlace. Yay!